Hey, you're listening to the Winnipeg Music Project, where music making matters. I'm your host, Ashley Bienyage. Each episode features interviews with local music makers in hopes to connect the vibrant Winnipeg music scene with listeners like you. Through stories of songwriting, album releases, and touring, listen to the unique journeys of local artists who love what they do. Listening to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. I'm Ashley Bienyash. Today I am joined with Lana Winterhalt. Hello. I didn't even ask how to pronounce it properly <laughs> before I brought you on. How hey, are that's you? Okay, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Um, so you just finished uh, an album, actually. I sure did. Released it back in October. Yes, October um, 12th so is when it came out. It's been some time. People have had the opportunity to settle. Yes. It is officially an earworm for me. Perfect. Um, <laughs> like I was telling you before we started recording. Um, at my office, I'm constantly humming Dream, and I feel slightly bad for the other because it's, just, it's constant. Like, <laughs> eight-hour shifts, just like, da 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 da, da Over and it. over and over again. Mission accomplished. Yeah, that's like, <laughs> congratulations. Yeah. Um, you got a, an earworm. Nice. Um, a hook, I should say. Yeah. Earworm sounds weird. Yeah. Um, Sick. How is that? <laughs> how is the... What's it like to have this this full, full-length album completed and out in the world yeah I think um honestly in like the weirdest way that I don't want to sound extremely lame it feels like this huge weight is off me and not mm-hmm. in the sense that it was you know a bad thing to make or like not in that sense at all but just it took so much of my time and my emotions and my everything that it was just like honestly such a relief to have it out in the world like oh this thing that I've worked on for so long is mm-hmm. finally out and people can actually listen to it and yeah. and engage with it so and you can't do anything else to it it's exactly done. yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah anything that I wanted to nitpick anymore couldn't mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah so like I I always joke like when I was in that that period it was like mom I just need to focus on my art right now you know like it was so much <laughs> like I was so invested yeah in in this in this project and not even in just a time way but like my emotions were so invested in everything so to to kind of have this new space where it's like I've I've kind of I just want to use all these cliches but I've turned the page you know like I'm onto this new <laughs> chapter You're such a life. songwriter yeah lame <laughs> That's, it it's a, such a crazy experience and you've re- released EPs in the past mm-hmm. but how was going into a full length album so much more obviously demanding mm-hmm. but what changed or what was different going into this process rather than the previous EPs right um so my first EP that I released uh was called Promise and really that EP was um it I, I think the big difference was that it came out of a place of me trying to figure out what I was doing with music like I I just knew that I had these songs that I had written and I wanted to record. So me and a few buddies just recorded it, put it out and didn't really think too much of it. Um, so I think the big difference was that was just kind of as much as I love those songs and loved that EP and putting it out. Uh, it felt a, a lot more like just playing around and and then since learning then, and learning yeah. totally. And then since yeah. then um, kind of realizing that it was the catalyst for 
you know, actually realizing that I want to do music and I want to do it more and I want to put out more music. So um, I think it was just so different that my my intentions were different. Like I I wasn't just playing around. This this album was like, okay, I want to show people what I've been working on or what I've been doing or or I just have to get it out, you know? So mm-hmm. it felt more of like a, this is my... Intentional. This is my intentional almost like my duty like this is my (laughs) this is my artistic duty to get this out but Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and before we started recording Mm and I was telling you while I was listening to it the album I was experiencing like this almost narrative that was going over the the songs and um about a young girl who had been in a relationship ended and the songs go back and forth between right after the relationship and um kind of finding new love but still being kind of introspective and, and hesitant and careful because mm-hmm. they know what love is right yeah, yeah. and um you said that was kind of what you're going through mm-hmm. so yeah. I, i'm really proud of myself i had <laughs> yeah, to say that on the that nail on the yeah. head yeah <laughs> so, was that your intent to have kind of this concept or was it just con- convenient i guess that all the songs kind of had these themes that were tied together right um i I'm hesitant to say that it was a concept album because it was in all of my songwriting. I, I just like write exactly what I know. Like I'm not good at, at writing party songs or songs about other people's experiences. You know, I just, I always, I always write exactly what I know. And that's why sometimes it comes out pretty dark or messy or weird or, you know, all these, all these different emotions that, that the album kind of takes you through. But um yeah I think yeah so I'm hesitant to call it a concept album however I do think it was pretty reflective of a, of a period of my life which mm-hmm. did have a concept yeah you know? like the it, concept was your life yeah, exactly <laughs> like it me living it, exactly <laughs> me being who I was which was all those things yeah um but yeah so I guess it did have have a theme in that sense right of, of this is uh, it was a reflection of this period of my life and um yeah, which really was marked by love and broken heartedness, and mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Did you, were you using songwriting as a like a healing tool? Totally. Yeah, okay. I feel like that's that's always what music has been for me. In 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 every aspect of my life, music has always been um, used as processing. So any sort of you know healing or just things I need to get out, that sort of thing, um, which is often why it's like why it is so hard and vulnerable right because I'm you know it's like here's my diary I put it in a song (laughs) take a listen it rhymes yeah exactly (laughs) oh lucky me my diary rhymes but um yeah so I think I think that was that was another reason that it was just so hard such a a hard process and felt like a relief to finally release it because it was it was this thing that even though I was proud of the music it was it was also these emotions that I was you know not super proud of like there's a couple songs on there where it's like I'm going through these things or these emotions or you know these feelings after a breakup or with myself and it's they're not pretty like I don't make myself look nice you know (laughs) um but I I like I said just wrote about what I know and that was that's what came out but Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it and it it totally comes across it comes it's it's very vulnerable. Mm. Like a, you can tell that a real person is singing these things. Not it's not like a group of people writing a hit song. Right. Yeah. It's, it's 
I mean, conveniently that worked out. Yeah. Um, but, um, <laughs> I'm glad you think so. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm a real fan. Nice, <laughs> I, nice. I'm really happy that you're here. Love it. Um, one thing, as like as a songwriter myself, I'm learning to really uh, tap into that vulnerability. Mm. But because I'm a feeler, I'm mm. very sensitive, yeah. and I'm, there are a lot, of, and that's like the thing right now. It's just accepting that vulnerability. But how do you? How did you find it okay to? be to share that stuff Mm -hmm. when did was there ever time when you wanted to kind of mask it or edit it in a way that it wasn't so honest Mm -hmm. or how did you get over that yeah um so I think uh, a song that's a really good example of this on the album is the dark um which really talks about just your dirtiest grossest thoughts and experiences as a human being and Mm -hmm. and uh yeah those really dark parts of ourselves that we really don't want anyone seeing um I think I think the only thing that that brought things from like out of my head onto a CD were just like affirmations from other people saying, yeah, I really, you know, like I connected with this or even even when I first wrote that song and 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 played it for a few of my friends, they're like, wow, like this means something to us or this, you know, like you're saying things that we we haven't been able to say or you know and yeah and so even even though there was some hesitation of do I really want to put this out um kind of realizing again I'm I'm trying to not sound so cliche or like so like <laughs> my music is that everyone needs I'm an artist I'm an artist <laughs> but I I really just felt like okay then maybe this isn't for me you know like if I if I put this song out then maybe it's not just for for me to get gratification or for people to like it mm-hmm. or you know like maybe somebody needs to connect with this for some other reason that you know is is not what we typically want like typically I want to put out an album and people to be like this is like the best thing I've ever heard you know yeah and people not, might not listen to the dark and be like wow this song just was so incredible but they might listen to it and be like yeah like I, I kind of needed to hear that today or I was I've been thinking the same thing and I'm glad to know that other people are thinking the same thoughts and I'm not the only one that's so messed up or you Mm -hmm. know like um so yeah I kind of felt like that was that that was how I got over it was just hearing that other people were going through the same things and yeah yeah for sure um but even before you start sharing Mm. you said you use it as a healing tool which Mm -hmm. is wonderful but how do you know that how would you know that this song is good enough that you want to continuously sing about it and remember those feelings mm. and record it and be, like and constantly be in those emotions while you're performing what made you decide that this moment was as vulnerable it is is important that you want to keep keep it and share right. it with the world right. rather than discard it and move on yeah that's a great question <laughs> <laughs> just curious yeah yeah <laughs> i feel like um so much of my songwriting is so I kind of I kind of can songwrite in two ways one of those ways is I sit down and painfully try to write a song about I don't even know what another way is that I will randomly write a song in five minutes and it turns out to be just whatever I was thinking that day or feeling that day so um those songs usually end up being the most real because they're just just like any other part of the day moving breathing speaking whatever this song just 
came out. out. Yeah. yeah, just fell out. <laughs> Oops. But, yeah. <laughs> no, but kind of. Like, yeah. it's just like, yeah, this song's here now. And, and um, so I feel like I, a lot of the time, don't even don't even have the time to take it back like it's that that song's out because it was what I was feeling that day I needed to write it and and you know I'll 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 play it a few more times and and kind of yeah like you're saying sit with those feelings and and just feel like there's something right about it or correct about it that's different from when I you know try to write a song I feel like there's just uh something something different that feels like yeah this is this this feels better than whatever I was trying to write about the day before or two days mm-hmm. ago or whatever yeah. so I feel like there's I don't even know if if I can totally answer your question but some, something that is just the kind of magic of music where it's just this makes sense and this doesn't make sense and so I'll work with that or I'll keep yeah. I'll keep going with that so you but trust your, your instincts yeah and- yeah I think I think that's that's kind of always what I try to do in in being a really honest songwriter is just okay this is what I wrote this is what feels good we'll go with it mm-hmm. yeah awesome yeah yeah cool I'm such a cliche so, no 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 I love it so <laughs> right like, delete this interview <laughs> <laughs> never mind <laughs> we'll try again later yeah nice to see you <laughs> yeah so in this snapshot right now you consider yourself a very and it's perceived as you are a very honest lyricist Mm. and performer how did you get to this point how did you get involved in music how did this all start yeah um I actually started singing and playing music at uh, my church I started just singing in a church choir and that sort of thing which really gave me a love for music just hearing uh, especially in the church that I was a part of, these old hymns with these different harmonies and, and these different parts. And, and that's when I really just fell in love with music. Yeah. Um, and f- from there, I I started just playing my mom's guitar and, and really by age 15 or 16, I remember, so ridiculous, I was watching the Disney movie Peter Pan and I was just sitting there watching it I was like I need to write a song about Peter Pan like I just need to (laughs) need to get out these words that he couldn't (laughs) say um and I yeah so that was that was just the the first the my first times getting into music was for myself really writing songs um kind of again just kind of came from this place of like oh, there's a song there. Mm -hmm. I should get that out. But um, yeah, from there, I just started writing my own songs and kind of playing at whatever 16-year-olds can play at, little coffee shops and open mics and those sorts of things. So immediately you wanted to perform and be in front of people. Yeah, yeah. I kind of have always been in front of people. I I did like musical theater as a kid and and other plays and that sort of thing. Um, And then being in the choir and that sort of thing. But um, yeah, I was kind of, that just always kind of came naturally to me. and, And I think even... My personality, I, I'm usually way too loud and say way too many things, and you know, <laughs> my partner's like, "Shh, be quiet." Yeah, <laughs> but filter. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, but I, yeah. So I think that that was just always a natural part of my personality was just being comfortable in front of people or comfortable okay. sharing things. Um, but definitely, I, I got to a point in college when. Um, 
kind of my my family was going through some messy stuff and I honestly felt like I kind of came to this to the crossroads of like I can either bottle this up and not feel my emotions um, or I can just continue to to go through this pain and and see what happens on the other side um, and I did bottle stuff up for a little while but then I I yeah I came to this crossroads and I said I'm going the other way like I have to just be willing to sit in the mess and just see what happens and mm-hmm. um yeah I think that's that's really where the the honesty came from was really just like making a making a pact with myself to just mm-hmm. just be honest and see what happens yeah so, yeah it's interesting that you say that you like you're you have the church background and musical theater because you mm. can definitely hear very kind of musical theatery very it's like very subtle like harmonizations and like I love and, that. and like because listening and i'm like this is not like a pop traditional pop right like melody you can hear that you know harmony mm. and you know a strong melody mm. so that was that's really cool to know that that's actually where that came from right um i just like i just get you yeah <laughs> you just get <laughs> yeah, me I just totally understand <laughs> um i don't remember where i was going with that um but i can hear it and yeah. um now i remember so you start at 15 and you've been performing. How would you say that it gets, I can still hear those, those influences, mm-hmm. but how would you say your music structurally has evolved or harmonically yeah. even, not just lyrically? Yeah. Um, so if you listen to any of my old music or see any of my old stuff on YouTube, like I've, I've primarily written just me and a guitar. Um, and I think for, for a long time, um, I thought that that was, the only option (laughs) I I really was was just kind of doing my own thing and and really wasn't in um a lot of like serious musician circles like I was in circles with like I said like people in musical theater or in choir or church groups or that sort of thing um but I I never was really in a a musician circle and didn't have all these other influences of people doing oh this is what I do this is what I do so really um when I when I really was playing started playing music um for myself I honestly just thought the only option for a uh a female singer songwriter was to be just like a folk artist with your guitar. I honestly thought that is the only option. So that's what you should do. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> Were you only listening to that kind of stuff? No, or? no, not even. I just, I just honestly didn't even, I wasn't, I, I didn't even try to educate myself on the different types of things that I could do or the different types of instrumentation that I could use or that sort of thing. Um, and, and so I just, I guess for myself, because I, I didn't know these things, I felt very limited in, oh, I can only play my guitar and sing this way. I must be a folk artist. Um, and so for a while, I I was, I th- in my brain, thought I was a folk artist, but wasn't really writing folky songs. And, and I'd, I'd show them to people or, or um, you know, even when I started working with my producer, Ellis, he, he was like, well, this isn't really a folk song. This is like a pop song. And I'm like, ew, I'm not a pop artist, but you know, because I had ew. no <laughs> sick, gross. <laughs> but I had, I had no frame of mind for what that even meant. Yeah. Um. So, definitely within the last few years, um, I've just started to 
honestly, it just came from playing around on GarageBand. <laughs> like, I just started to, like, oh, like, look at these oh, cool... there's a percussion yeah, section? Seriously. Wow. Yeah. Boom, 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 yeah. Like, that's it. Like, I want to add a trumpet to <laughs> yeah, this one. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> the worst string noises you could ever hear. Like, like 40 different, like, flutes. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> this is my flute orchestra. <laughs> um... But basically, that's that's like how things change. I just started playing around on GarageBand and being like, hey, you can add some cool different sounds or, you know, this this sound that I have in my head or this melody line or harmony line doesn't have to be me harmonizing with myself or just a, a guitar strum or a picking. Like I can do other things, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I think the more I just played around the more my brain just like started expanding like Lana there's other options mm-hmm. you know um did you like did you ever like fight that like oh that's cool but that's not what I can do or was it just like natural like you saw it and you're like this is what this was this yeah is right. I think I just went for it like I think the more that I I started playing around I was like my voice sounds so much better with this or like I sound this like suits me more or yeah. like wow I, w- I was so dumb before <laughs> <laughs> so really it just kind of like I I feel like the more I just started playing around and then especially like working with Ellis, he he has this incredible brain of being able to to hear like the tiniest little ways that things can can go together and weave together mm-hmm. and, and he is a phenomenal producer, Ellis Artisan. I'm <laughs> pitching yeah. his full name. Like, but work with him. Work with him. Yeah. Um but he yeah, so working with him was was incredible to to, to see what the options were, you know, and, and um, I always joke with him that he, like, scared the crap out of me when we were working on the album because he would, like, play a, a line on, on a, like, just a MIDI keyboard and I'd be like, oh, that sounds cool. And then he'd choose the worst sound ever. Like, it was like, and I'm like, oh, no. Like, what have I done? Be, yeah, Why like, am I giving you money? Yeah. Do not work with us. Yeah. <laughs> no, and then he would go through all these sounds and then he'd, he'd land on one and be like, oh, this is perfect. And that's, like, one of the first songs we recorded was Dream and that's how all these different sounds came to be. And it was mm-hmm. like, oh, yes, like, this is so full. This is like, yeah. you know, I didn't even it's know missing. that. Yeah. yeah, I didn't even know we could do this. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. It's it's crazy how uh, someone else's opinion can sometimes just totally enhance the song. Like I've yes. had a couple songs where I've like, played with people. And I'm like, yeah, just like just throw throw whatever you want, and they add some like, whoa, what did you just do? Yes. Like, wow. Yes. <laughs> like Played this is exactly what I needed like again. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's exciting. Um, so you perform primarily alone though. Mm-hmm. Um, do you try to incorporate as many of those sounds as possible, or do you keep them as separate experiences? Um. As of right now, it kind of depends on the venue or the feel of the show. Um, my tour that I just went on, uh, I went with a band. So we we did incorporate a lot of those sounds um, that was on the album. Um, but I, I, yeah, it basically depends on, on the venue. I do really still like to just play me and my guitar sometimes and just be able to really belt it out or, or really feel something um, and not be be so tied down to looping instruments or syncing instruments or those sorts of those sorts of things but mm-hmm. um yeah I have been trying to to play um yeah with a few more different sounds solo just so I can um replicate a lot of the things that we did on the album just because I think they're good mm-hmm. <laughs> um and I want I want people to hear what the song sounds like yeah um but but yeah so it kind of depends mm-hmm. yeah okay whatever works for the, yeah. the venue yeah cool so we are going to listen to a song in just a little bit. We're going to mm-hmm. listen to Maybe I'm Just Tired, yeah. which is the third song on the album. Um, could you talk a little bit about 
the themes or what inspired this because it's so honest but like what inspired this particular song yeah um yeah so i i'm always a, a little bit hesitant to tell the exact stories of things because um it is so vulnerable yeah or or i just don't I don't want to ruin the magic for what people might be thinking in their brains, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like you said before, I had this yeah. idea of yeah. what it was like, right? Like I want people to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think, I think this song was uh, just, it's pretty straight up. It came from a place of, of feeling like, um, you know, kind of that, that feeling we get a lot of do you actually feel this way? Do I actually feel this way? Uh, no, I'm probably just tired. That's uh, probably my anxiety. It's probably whatever. Like, yeah. you know, I'll just blame it on something else. But um, yeah, it uh, it just came came from a time of trying to figure out what the heck me and this person were and what we needed from each other. But yeah. Yeah. Well, wonderful. Mm-hmm. All right. So everyone, you're listening to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. I'm here with Lana Winterhalt. We're talking about her... A recently released album if and when we're gonna listen to her song maybe i'm just tired uh but stay tuned we're gonna talk some more about the behind the scenes of the album and uh, what it means to be a musician to lana so stay tuned you're listening to 101.5 umfm <laughs> everyone you're listening to the winnipeg music project on 101.5 umfm i'm here with lana winterhall we're we're bonding really uh over her yeah (laughs) over her recently released album not just over the album but like we're just we just became bffs yeah for sure we've already have like the bracelets and everything (laughs) that's what we were doing over that song (laughs) break we've been braiding (laughs) i'm just talking about how tired we actually are so very thematically relevant to the song um so you just finished a tour I sure did. Was this your first tour? Yes. It was my first tour with a band. I've done like a few little solo things here and there, but my longest consecutive tour with a band. So. How long was it? Uh, two weeks. Wow. Yeah. Where'd you go? We went all the way to Victoria and back. So all the way west. Yeah. It was, uh, it was wild and crazy times. I mean, not really. We were usually in bed by like 10, but yeah. you know. <laughs> that sounds perfect for yes, me. Yes, like, it was ideal. Like, if I can do that, yeah, I will. I can do touring. Absolutely. That's the scariest thing. Yes. I, you hear about the stories, but like staying up late, drinking. I don't drink. I have a bedtime. Yeah. Like, I love my pajamas. Yes. Like, I think that's like the most worn clothes that I have. I know. <laughs> Just yes. like, but it's good to know that you can do it. Like, well, you, when I was sending emails to, you know, different, different venues trying to hook up shows, they're like, sorry, we only have like an early slot. Is that fun? Like, and I'm like, oh my gosh, is that fun? Yeah. Is this a joke? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like this is great. I'll come back every year. Seriously. That's the case. Like, In my sweats by 9.30, yeah. just like watching Netflix and someone's yeah. couch. Like, Thank you so much for letting me sleep here. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. What Did you do most of the planning for your tour? Or did, yes, yeah. sure did. What, what was that like? Um, That was the worst experience <laughs> of my life. Um, no, just, just over the song break when you were telling me that you're a very type A person, I'm the complete opposite. I'm like, <laughs> I... 
so actually when I was on tour I lost everything that belongs to me oh. just because I'm so absent-minded like wow. like really important things you know my pillow and my hair straightener you, and all these where do you lose that how do you do where that? is it <laughs> I know I have I have messaged everyone that yeah. I stayed with and nobody has my pillow it was phenomenal but wow um yeah so just yeah complete opposite very very aloof very uh not good at tracking things or keeping track of things and so I felt that that was extremely difficult for me in booking a tour um just purely for logistics like I'm doing it where did that email go like (laughs) how come I'm typing this person's name in the search bar and it's not popping up that's stressful yeah so um yeah, and uh, the kind of person that just, like, writes something on, like, the back of a napkin on our table, and then, you know, like, Josh mm-hmm. cleans it up. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, that was my list. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like, how am I supposed to know it's covered you? in ketchup? Put it on a spreadsheet. I was like, it was a napkin spreadsheet. Spread out on the table. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, that was that was very difficult for me. And uh, as much as I, like, joke about it, as a person, it was just very difficult. <laughs> for me and I think that that is the the part of the music career the self music career that I just have the hardest part with is is the all the logistics of it you know you're you're running a small business and and I feel like I should have gone to school for this but not for music just to like for business business. yeah Yeah. seriously I should have gone to Red River taking some business courses Mm -hmm. I feel like there's so much that I just I'm learning every day, you know, and, and in these talks with different venues and they're saying, oh, do you have this? And I'm like, for sure, I'll send it right to you. And then like, I'm like, what is this? Calling someone Google? else like, hey, what is this? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'll send that to you right away. What is that? Yeah. Like, so I feel like I feel, yeah, that was definitely the most difficult part was was setting it all up. But mm-hmm. um, how far in advance were you booking it? Um, I started like four or five months in advance. But okay. um, so so that was OK. It was all the things like, you know, a month out where everyone's, oh, send me this for the poster. Send me this for whatever. Send me this for, you know, can you give me all your information for your, how your stage is going to be set up and blah, 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 blah. So it was all those things that came last minute, plus trying to find places for my band to stay and, and, you know, trying to figure out finances and all Mm -hmm. that stuff that it was, it was just a lot in the last month. Yeah. Yeah. Hearing stories about finding a place to stay, mm-hmm. um, like all the horror stories. And yeah. I just like, why don't you just like rent a van or, yeah. like, or like one of those like trailers? And yeah, I think we actually had uh, a pretty good setup. Like we we just took a minivan, our drummer's minivan. But um, yeah, I went I actually like I was telling you before, I went to school in Saskatchewan for four years and the school that I went to um, was kind of a school where everyone traveled to go there so there wasn't a lot of like it didn't like have a lot of local students it was like people from all over so um what did you go to school for just curious. i took a bachelor of arts in family studies so neat yeah okay back to the story go ahead yeah (laughs) Yeah. what's that (laughs) sounds about as useful as your ketchup (laughs) napkin no um yeah so thankfully i had like friends (laughs) sorry Sorry. okay now i need to know (laughs) What oh, is no. family studies? Oh, no. Um, basically, I just took a lot of, like, adolescent psychology and sociology. And basically, I really like working with youth and teenagers. And I think they're cool. So Yeah, that is neat. Yeah. Cool. 
Yeah, I guess that's cool. And you and you work in that now, so yeah, I do. It makes yeah. sense. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I feel like they get me, which is unfortunate, but <laughs> it works ca- yeah. career-wise. Yeah. Anyways. Anyway. Yeah. So you had the minivan. Yes. So I feel like there was, yeah, there was a lot of people across the country that we could just crash with, be it people from school or musicians I'd known in the past or wow. that sort of thing. So we never had to pay for a hotel. We never had to pay for anything. Every night we stayed with people. And it, honestly, it was usually the best setup. There was like one time when... My friends, all her roommates were out of town, so we all got a bed, and it was like, wow. praise you. Like, it was so incredible. Or this this other time when we were, we were in Kelowna, and we were staying with this friend, he's like, oh, I'm actually house-sitting right now, and it was literally a friggin' mansion overlooking Kelowna. <laughs> we're the just universe like, wanted you to have this seriously, tour. Seriously, as we're, like, <laughs> passing through, I'm like, I'm just overlooking Kelowna, drinking my coffee. Like, what a friggin' good day. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we were... We were hashtag blessed to. <laughs> well, I wanted to say blessed, but I didn't want to use it. Like we were so blessed, yeah. yeah. So I had to say hashtag. Yeah. But yeah, no, we were we were really thankful to have all these amazing places to stay. So um, it actually turned turned out okay. But you know what my band doesn't know is that there were some people that I was literally texting like the morning of, like, oh hey, can we stay at your house? Really? <laughs> yes. So they thought I was all organized and awesome, but it's yeah. just that the. the the not non-type A. Is it type B, I guess? I don't ops? know. I don't know. <laughs> type O. Oh, that's just, my blood. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Different. I really know type A because I've been described as that. And like, right. I guess that's who I am. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know. I could just know that I like organ- like to be organized. Yeah. But I'm really good at procrastinating. Oh, nice. So like I, if I know that it's a lot of work, I want it to be good. I'm like, I'm just not going to do it. <laughs> right, exactly. And then, and then I have to do it. Right. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's not the way you should do it. But so you have this really great positive tour experience yeah. you're hooked now you're gonna want to do it more I'm yeah guessing. do you I, have yeah do you have plans for 2019 to tour yeah I do that's the hopes um I'm kind of gonna see what happens with the summer see if I can book any festivals or anything um so that would most likely be around you know Winnipeg Manitoba area but um my plan is to kind of go at it again uh next fall i'm kind of hoping in the spring i'm gonna maybe go east a little bit and maybe not so much tour consecutively but just hit hit a couple different places um in the spring and then uh summer try and do some festivals and then in the fall try and tour again so nice yeah you got a plan exactly everything sounds like so far away (laughs) and then you remember the 2018 like just whizzed by yeah we're almost done that is absurd it makes me a little upset yeah because this was supposed to be like the year and then like my life kind (laughs) of fell apart so i'm just like where did time go like i was too busy like picking up the pieces and i'm just like oh okay now i I guess 2019 is my year i always think about when I was growing up and our parents used to say, like, you're growing up so fast. Like, like, it took me so long to <laughs> get yeah, here. I was like, Mom, you're crazy. Like, waiting to go back in the pool for half an hour after I ate takes yeah. forever, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. The longest half an hour of my life. <laughs> and now it's like all these years have gone by and 2018 was yeah. like six seconds long. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, no, they were right. Yeah, I, I remember like, people telling me, like, oh, yeah, in two months. I'm like, two months? That's crazy. And now I'm like, oh, my God, only two months? Seriously. Like, it's it's not fair. Yes. Um. And I, I really understand, like, if I could go back and do it all, like, I get what they mean by that yeah, now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, We're both having an existential yeah. crisis <laughs> like, in this it, yeah. like <laughs> <laughs> Just like, and the, let's like, talk about music the, again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then, yeah, let's talk about music again. So the music you're writing now for, the, I guess, an, an, the next album. Mm-hmm. 
Um, how is that different from uh, if and when? Yeah, um, I feel like what's kind of been going on in my mind now is a bunch of different concept albums. So, huh. and I'm not saying that'll happen, but I've I've had like these random spurts of of inspiration where there's there's like three or four songs where I'm like yes this is about this thing and I should just release a small EP that's about this thing and oh my gosh what if I did it every few months and okay I don't want it to be about the seasons because that's cliche but you know I'm going through all these ideas for like okay what could I do for some for some concept um albums but um yeah who knows like that's just kind of that's kind of where my mind's been going or what the music's been doing but um do you, yeah. you want to be a concept album artist? Um, I, is that your dream? Or? I really do love that. I think... Um, it is a dying art. Yes. I, I love... Okay. <laughs> let's, I'm going to break it down. <laughs> I, my, what I want to do with my music, especially going into 2019, is I don't want it to be that I just release this album that I'm proud of and then people forget about it and it's gone. And I really want the release of the album like this this past month and whatever to have just been like the start of some other growth so I really want this album to be so collaborative and and see what other different art mediums or forms I could bring in and and see if people want to dance to it or see if artists want to like visual artists want to use it for things or, or see if you know choirs want to sing songs or you know see what see what else I can collaborate with people and see kind of what it can become and not even in the sense of popularity or numbers or Spotify stats Mm -hmm. but just what can this piece of art that I've made become through other people's lens and perspective so I love concept art I love concept albums I think it is so neat to see how somebody can express so many different thoughts about the same thing in different ways or you know I think that's just such a such a unique talent and Something that that um, I you know I think I was kind of hinting at it with this album, but I t- didn't totally get to a concept album. Yeah. Um, but I like yeah. lyri- lyrically, you were there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think I I wanted that's it, it is what I want to keep working on, and and I would love to be a, a concept album artist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you see yourself um, becoming because it's pop mm-hmm. becoming almost? Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Like, like a character, right? Like, like putting on the elaborate outfits, or like, kind of changing your image every album, mm. and like evolving. Or, are you going to stay like who you are, and the music will follow that? Right. Um, I don't know if this is the best plan, but what I what I what I we'll want. See. Yeah. <laughs> I actually kind of want to be more like the like Wizard of Oz, like the man behind the curtain, you know, like Oz is. You know what? Okay, I have to stop it for a second. I, yes. was, I was listening to the album on the way here, yeah. and there's one song, I don't remember which one it, one it is, and there's one simple melody, and I'm like, mm. that sounds like the Wizard of Oz. I love that. That's so crazy. <laughs> and I, I was going to mention it, and you, you brought it up. That's crazy. Oh, I love that. It's, it's like, it It sounded like, what's her name? Um, Dorothy? Yeah. Yeah. It, okay, keep going. <laughs> love it. Yeah. Um, no, but I think that's, that's kind of what I more of what I want like I'd rather be somebody who who is almost not 
there. This sounds ridiculous, but like I don't want I don't want this music to be about Lana Winterhalt the person. Like I want this music to be about this music and and I know that so much of it is tied into who you are as an artist that's what people love and people love connecting with mm-hmm. you know the artists on social media or whatever yeah. but um it almost sounds like you want to write a musical yes yeah. no but but honestly like there's it's the musical theater in you yeah actually mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> but I have thought a lot about okay what if I was just um you know scored you know or wrote soundtracks for things or you know wrote for other people or or you know, all these different options that there are in writing music where it's not necessarily about, you know, me putting my face on the front of something, but mm-hmm. but what this music is and what it exists as because of this one person's experience, but for all these other people, right? Yeah. Um, so I've thought a lot about that. Like, how how much do I, as a person, want to... Influence be, the music? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... This is a ridiculous um, comparison because it's like, anyways, um, I've I've thought a lot about like, you know, Justin Vernon and, and he has all these these projects and all these side projects and all these million different like, you know, Bonnie Vera is his biggest, biggest face. But he does so many projects and so many side projects and has all these people working with him and and does Eau Claire and all these different really cool personal things. But but realistically, we don't know a lot about Justin Vernon as a person and how he, like, he's not on the cover of magazines. He's not on the front of, like, who is Justin Vernon dating? You yeah. know, like, he's, he's, and I mean, partially that's because he's an indie artist, but, um, but so much of that has, has just been how he's, how he's made the music bigger than himself, right? And mm-hmm. it's not just his music. It's his, it's his collaborations with other people and, and what he does with his music. So, um, yeah, like I said, it's a ridiculous comparison because it's like, hi, I'm the next Justin Vernon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Call me Bonnie. Yeah. But, um, you know, that's kind of what I see as like. Like for, for Lana. Yeah, forever. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, if I can have a, an outlandish goal, I think my, my goal would to be like, let's see how many how many projects I can do and collaborate with and things that I can, can work on and have it just be about the music, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what you're really saying, or what I'm saying, is we should collaborate and write a music. <laughs> yes, together. I love this. I would, be, I would be down for that. Yeah. And pretty much every year, honestly, I like, I, I think, oh my gosh, did I miss the fringe deadline? And then I did every year. <laughs> every I'm like, year. okay, next year I'm gonna write something. Yeah. It's gonna be the best indie musical of our time. But, uh, yeah, and then I miss it every year. So mm-hmm. yeah, let's do but it. Do you, like, but do you have something like written? Um, I have, I have some ideas. Okay. I mean. They were on the back of napkins, which yeah. have been thrown out. Yeah. So I did have something written. Yeah, I swear. <laughs> I swear. Because I'm working with a mentor right now, and she's like, yeah, you are you should just be writing musicals based on some of the stuff I'm writing. And I'm like, maybe that's what I should do. Yeah. Like, yeah. Is that an insult? No. That's a compliment. Like, of course not. Like, after hearing that, and I'm like, you know, I'm going to win a Tony now. Yes, because, just because. Exactly. That's, I mean, not, not that winning awards should be a thing, but it's, I want I want. Yeah, like, I want why not? Award. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Awesome. So uh, we do have to start wrapping up. Unfortunately, um, the hour is almost up. Um, but I wanted to ask just because, I mean, this is a very personal album and you do want to kind of, now that you've experienced that vulnerable, you want to want to kind of evolve from that and mm-hmm. make it vulnerable without including yourself, which right. is really cool. But do you have any advice for beginning musicians or musicians who are starting out, maybe writing their own albums or mm. finding themselves in their music? Right. Um, things that 
um, you learned along the way? Right. Um, I think one of my biggest things, and I, I still am learning this, but how to take inspiration from people or other artists without wanting to be that other artist or without wanting to sound just like that other artist. I think it's hard to... I, I often find myself getting caught up in the comparison game, especially in, in Winnipeg. You know, there's so many incredible female artists doing incredible things. And often I can find myself either getting really self-deprecating or kind of nasty, you know, like, oh, well, they're doing this. Like, that's ridiculous, you know. And then I, I have to catch myself. Yeah. 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 I have to catch myself and be like man this female is kicking ass like you know I should be I should be supporting her and and in my in my thoughts and and you know just these these things that we have to catch ourselves on um and how we support others in the Winnipeg music scene but I think it's it's hard to see someone in their success and not think oh I wonder if I wrote songs like them if if people would like me more if I'd be where they're at or you know or act like um, them or yeah yeah exactly look at their outfits or you know what if I did my makeup like them or yeah (laughs) you know and it's it's just because I'm assuming social media makes you do that all the time you're constantly comparing yourself and I'm guilty of that too yeah and some really great advice that I've received from wonderful women in the industry is just there's enough success to go around. Absolutely. Like yeah. you can't it's totally natural to feel jealous. That's just like it's in, it's human. Yeah. And it's great that you catch yourself. And mm-hmm. I've started doing that, too. And I'm mm-hmm. like, there's there's no point for you to be that. For lack of a word, childish, mm-hmm. like cause yeah. you're different people. Yeah. You have different talents. Uh, different strengths and different weaknesses and you should embrace each other because you're we are underrepresented in the music industry like, absolutely it's i'm sure you, you know this like, there are so many like nights that uh, you're performing and you're the only woman absolutely yeah, yeah sometimes the only woman in in the room yeah <laughs> it's it's hard um so good for you for learning that and i love mm-hmm. that you shared that um it's it's very easy because to hear someone else and be like well if i'm like them then mm-hmm. i'll make yeah. i'll be successful but there's already someone like that. Totally. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's, that's, I think that's, that's the biggest thing for me right now is, you know, these artists that I love or are doing so well, Phoebe Bridgers and, and Julian Baker, these like sad girls, you know, who are making incredible like solo music. And, and I made my album and I listened to it and I think, oh, but it doesn't really sound like Phoebe Bridgers. You know, I really wanted to like be cool like Phoebe Bridgers. <laughs> and then I'm like, what was no like just this album's good like do your own thing this is your music this is what you made be proud of it like it it doesn't have to you know we can still take inspiration from people or or from their stories or from their sounds or like the way that they songwrite and and not rip them off yeah. or and try to internalize be just like it them. yeah and make it your own absolutely yeah. yeah so I feel like that's that's the biggest thing is is especially if you're young and starting out like the amount of times when I was 18 and I went to a show and I saw somebody and I was like okay I just have to be exactly like them and I tried to write some weird like like stoner party song and I'm like I've never smoked weed before but I'm gonna write about it you know like just these I'm like okay that's absolutely not me and the reason this song sounds so bad is because I have not experienced this right so I think as lame as this sounds, the, the stay true to yourself message is always so important. Like, write what you know. Mm-hmm. Do what you know. Just literally be the musician that you are. Yeah. And that's it. Like, and then if it's not what people like, I'm sorry. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? like Those are just not the people that you need exactly. to be impressed. Like, those, yeah. if they don't get it, there are 
7 billion people in the world, there yeah. is somebody in the world Absolutely. that gets it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And if not, then this is your, you're the, you are a song that's just for you. Exactly. Right? Like, <laughs> only you will appreciate it. And that's all that matters. Yeah. It's special. Yeah. That's what I tell myself when I write a bad song. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> all right. What a wonderful gift. Okay, let's move yeah. on. <laughs> so, well, thank you so much for coming on to the show. Yes. Where can people find you online, social media, or uh, streaming services where they can find your music? Yeah, pretty much everything. I'm on everything. Um, you can check out my website, lanawinterhalt.com. Uh, I'm on Facebook, Lana Winterhalt Music, Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, whatever you listen to. There I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's it. Come that's, to come to shows. I, you yeah, can hear me yeah. at shows. <laughs> I'll I'll sit with you in your car and sing to you on your way to work. Wow. That could be like what a cool a, like holiday grand thing. Yeah. Um. It could be like, what's that? That YouTube or not? He's he has a TV show, but he has like those oh, karaoke. The, yeah. I don't know his name, but yeah. Yeah, I'll do that. Is it like a? It's not. I don't think it's a Jimmy. It's, but it's a, a Corbin Gordon Gorb. I don't even know. He's British, I think. Yeah, people are gonna be. Yeah, I just. I was just watching that. it. Actually, I was watching him doing it with the Barbra Streisand. Oh yeah. Um, whatever. It's good. <laughs> yeah, but you can do that. Whatever. You can have like a YouTube a YouTube series. Like I get get into the stranger's car. <laughs> just sing to them. They're just like looking like what the. Who are you singing? <laughs> oh, it's my own stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's Winter. Uh, Lana Winterhall. You've never heard of never me. Heard of her. <laughs> Check her out. Uh, okay. Well, thank you so much for coming onto the yes, show. Thank you for having um, me. Thank you for everyone for tuning in. If you're listening to this on the podcast, thanks for downloading the podcast. Um, yeah, we're gonna listen to the song Dream. Which, as I said before, I love it because I can't get it out of my head. Nice. Um, can you give us a little bit of the background behind the song before we go? Yeah. Um, this song was just, uh, I feel like I could say the same thing for every song. <laughs> this song was trying to get somebody to love me and just explain to them why I'd be the best person to love. But um, I will say about this song is that I uh, recorded a music video um, for this song with two dancers from the Royal Winnipeg Ballet Aspirant Program. So... Um, that would be worth checking out on YouTube because they're phenomenal dancers and they choreographed it. And uh, the choreographer, Cameron Fraser Monroe, is only uh, was only 19 years old. So wow, phenomenal! Yeah, that's amazing. I remember watching that video and I was like, how do you, how do people get these these performers? And like you you have <laughs> connections, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure these aspiring musicians would be totally down to something like this. Absolutely, like, especially yeah. with like after like the boom of like Sia's yes. thing. And I think I think that's kind of what sparked. It. Like there was always yeah. kind of. Mm-hmm. I think, but after seeing that, I'm so aware of it. Yeah, totally. Um, Cool. Anyway. Great. uh, Thanks so much for coming on again. Um, Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. This is the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. And now you're listening to Alana Winterhalt's uh, Dream. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Winnipeg Music Project. For more on local music makers, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Music by Will and Art from Collector Studio, and a big thank you to UMFM for making this show possible.